Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mike here in the Restoring the Faith Media YouTube studio. Live on YouTube tonight, uh, it is the 9th of September, the day after Our Lady's birthday. Today is the feast day of St. Peter Claver, slave of the Africans. I'm talking to you tonight, unfortunately, about another priest who's now come under fire, this time uh, direct fire by his bishop. I have this statement that his bishop has released. I'm going to read that statement to you. You all know who this man is. His name is Father Altman. Father Altman has been online for quite a while. In fact, he's been uh, giving us very, very good, strong, Orthodox Catholic sermons. And we have been very lucky to, uh, to have those and to consume them. I even published one or two of them on the Facebook page, really before I knew who Father Altman was. Unfortunately, uh, Father Altman has come under attack for a video that he put out just a couple weeks ago. Many of you have seen it. I'm going to be looping some of the video. Uh, it, is, it can be found on the YouTube channel called Complicit Clergy. Complicit Clergy. I don't know who runs Complicit Clergy. Uh, it's a much larger uh, YouTube channel than this one. They do uh, some really good work over there, and uh, my hat's off to them. One of the videos that they published, I think around the end of August, is an eight-minute clip of Father Altman talking about Democrats and the election and whether or not Democrats can be Catholic. So I'm going to start looping that video so you can get a sense. If you have not seen this video, go to the uh, Complicit Clergy YouTube channel and check it out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through... The, the basic points and the premises that Father Altman says in his video, and then I'm going to read you the statement from the Bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and then after that I'll take your questions and comments per usual. <clears throat> okay, so first, 
Father Altman uh, starts off uh, by quoting, uh, first he starts with a prayer, and then he starts off by saying that you cannot love and serve something that you do not know. This is the Baltimore Catechism. We are meant to know, love, and serve God. That is what we are meant to do. But how can you love and serve God if you don't know God? So he starts off with the Baltimore Catechism, the first chapter, the first sentence of the Baltimore Catechism. And, um, and he, he basically says, if you do not know God, you cannot love or serve him. Okay, so far so good. Then he goes into, well, if you know God, then you, uh, that is, that is um, a moral thing and it's a political thing. Because the, the politics in this nation and all nations are moral arenas. And so the church has something to say about it. And he even quotes one of the popes, uh, I think Benedict XVI, backing up the claim that the church has every single right in the world to give a political opinion about a, uh, about a political issue because of the fact that it is in the moral sphere. So after he says this, he says, now I'm going to talk about the election in 2020. And the fact of the matter is that if you are a Democrat, you will go to hell. Now, that sounds like a pretty strong thing to say. That sounds controversial. That sounds uh, strong. It sounds like somebody who really believes what he's saying. In fact, it sounds like someone who believes that hell exists, period. And he draws out this point in a little aside. He does not mention Bishop Robert Barron in Los Angeles by name, but everybody knows who he's talking about. He says there's a well-known bishop... How many bishops are well-known? How many bishops are not well-known, in fact? How many bishops are in sitting in obscurity, hiding in their chanceries, living lives of discreet luxury? Well, this well-known bishop, Robert Barron, is, uh, he's, he's, he's the kind of guy who denies the existence of hell, the eternity of hell, and the sheer size of population and scope of hell. Father Altman calls him out. Father Altman says, yes, there, in fact, indeed, there is a hell. People go there. It lasts a long time. That's what Father Altman says. Um, so, then, so then he calls out James Martin. He says, if the church isn't supposed to be political, if the church isn't supposed to engage in, in, uh, in, in politics, why is Father James Martin purveyor of, of pornography, purveyor of putrid, my words, not his, why is James Martin S.J. permitted to speak, to speak at the Democratic National Convention? Why is that a thing? The second question that he asks about James Martin is, why is James Martin out on the internet, telling people it's okay to be a Democrat. It's okay to vote for a Democrat. In fact, James Martin is out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this the other day. He is condemning his fellow priests who say you can't vote Democrat. He's petitioning people, James Martin, SJ. Do you know who this guy is? Have you seen James Martin? He's the LGBT Q R S T U V W X Y Z. 
Sar. He's the priest. He's the little pencil neck priest with the little Harry Potter glasses that ministers, supposedly, to this constituency of alphabet soup. He's the one telling you, don't tell people they can't vote for Biden. There are plenty of issues that we agree with Biden on, like minimum wage. Okay. Then, Father Altman, after teeing off on James Martin, after obliquely mentioning Bishop Robert Barron, he then moves into Obama. And he calls Obama a godless politician. A godless politician. And here's the real zinger that he says. He says, Do you know how many Catholics voted for Obama? For Barack Hussein Obama? He said, I've crunched the numbers. I've looked at the polling data, the exit polls in 2008, 2012. I have looked at how many Roman Catholics in the United States voted for Barack Obama. Do you know how many Catholics voted for Barack Obama? Zero. Zero Catholics voted for Obama because you can't be Catholic and vote for a godless, baby-killing Democrat. That's what he says. That's what he says on YouTube. And this isn't like some sermon that somebody recorded out in the, in, in, sitting in the, in the sanctuary of the church, unbeknownst to him, and then they posted it to YouTube later. This is, not, this is not the Father Nolan situation that we talked about last week. Do you remember the Father Nolan situation? Somebody sitting in his adult catechism class, Father Nolan's class, uh, records some stuff that he's doing. They put it out on a YouTube vi- uh, page that nobody watches. They gets like 14 views per per video. This is for like the you know the little old ladies who can't make it to the adult ed class, but who still want to participate. They go in and watch it after the fact at their parish. And then someone took it out to Twitter and sent it out, and then it was retweeted by lots of big famous people, including the the biggest famous uh, traditionalist in Dallas, Texas. That, this is not that situation. This is a highly well done, you can see it. This is, a, this is a produced piece that Father Altman is participating in. This is a scripted piece where he wrote down exactly what he wanted to say. He said exactly what he wanted to say. And it, this is a multi-camera, edited, high production value video. I'm, I'm like jealous of it, okay? I'm jealous of this video. I think it's, a, I think it's really well done. Uh, my hat's off to complicit clergy for putting it together. I hope you know mine that I'm just using your visuals, complicit clergy, so that people can get a sense of what the video is. If you actually want to watch it, like I said, go out to their YouTube channel and give it a watch. It's worth eight minutes of your time. In fact, if you have to choose between watching me for eight minutes and watching this video for eight minutes, I think you should go watch that video because all I'm doing is talking about it. But this is not the Manolan situation. This is the situation where Father Altman sits down and says, you are not a Roman Catholic if you voted for Barack Obama. That's what he says. He says zero Catholics voted for Obama. Now, he's obviously being tongue-in-cheek here because we know, according to the exit polls, that Catholics, so-called, split 55-45 for Obama in 2008. It was Catholics that put that man into the White House. It was Catholics that put Sotomayor and Elena Keegan on the Supreme Court of the United States. Two women, one who looks queer, Who's go, who are going to make sure that the baby 
killing machine in the United States continues. That the baby butchering business has its heyday. So 55% of people who say that they're Catholic did vote for Obama. So uh, Altman is being funny here. And I, I actually think it is funny what he said. Because the nature of humor is to subvert your expectations. It's to draw you into a statement and then give you a, give you a, a, a curveball at the end. So I think it's funny. Then, after he tees off on Obama, now, so he's already hit James Martin, he's hit Bishop Robert Barron, he's hit the godless politician Barack Obama. Oh, the other thing he said about Obama, he says, Obama is a blasphemer because he stood in front of a Planned Parenthood and said, God bless Planned Parenthood, and that makes him a blasphemer. God bless Father Altman for saying this. This is absolutely true. Where else are you going to hear this stuff? Which bishop? Well, I'll tell you which bishop, but we'll get to that. Okay, then he goes, uh, no wonder, it is no wonder that the Catholic people in America and around the world have lost confidence in the hierarchy. They have lost confidence in their bishops. It's no wonder that that has happened because there is no, there's scant evidence that these bishops care one iota about the significant issues that are facing us, that they don't have the spine or the backbone to stand up for true Orthodox Catholic teaching. And in particular, he highlights because of their handling of the latest scandal, the scandal that broke in Boston in 2002 that continues to reverberate around the church today. Just as a quick aside, have you noticed that nearly every major Catholic media outlet, be they conservative or liberal, whatever that means, are now condemning John Paul II, Benedict XVI's handling of the scandal? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Uh, to my audience here at Restoring the Faith, do you think that it is a random occurrence that guys from Steve Skojek, hard right, all the way to CNA and even further left, National Catholic Distorter, are reporting that John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI did not do enough to protect our children and mishandled the scandal? Why do you think that that is suddenly happening today? I don't know the answer to that question. But to me, if I'm Pope Francis, I'm celebrating this fact. To me, this is fortuitous. This is a fantastic th turn of events in which all of Catholic media, from Skojek to NC to National Catholic Distorter, are all reporting on how bad my predecessors were. Because if you can discredit your predecessors, if you can mar their name, then you can rebrand yourself not as the heretic that you are, but as the reformer that you see yourself as. So if you can take down John Paul II, if you can take down um, Benedict XVI, perhaps even take down a few, uh, a few of the other guys, then you can paint yourself as the big reformer that was sent to save the church from the scandals that plagued the church in the 90s and 2000s and 2010s. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but why in the world today of all day on the 9th of September are you seeing articles hit in every single major Catholic publication 
Good question. But Father Altman, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, was talking about that very scandal, and he said this is why the bishops have, the, the people have lost confidence in the bishops. This is why the hierarchy has lost their legitimacy in the view of the people. Then he, uh, then he says two more things. He says, for why, are, why are more priests not speaking out clearly the way I am? Well, the answer is, is because those same bishops who were slow to action when it came to protecting children, those same bishops that moved like molasses when the scandal struck the church, are like lightning, he says. They're like lightning to suppress a good and holy priest when he stands up and speaks the truth with clarity. And that's exactly what we're witnessing tonight, ladies and gentlemen. When I get to the letter, I will read it to you verbatim from the Bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, addressed to the people, referring to this particular YouTube video Father Altman put out. You will understand that this man did move like lightning. He is quick to pile on. This is a man who did jump on Father Altman, exactly like Father Altman said he would. And he says, Father Altman says, more priests would speak up, but they're scared. Are they scared of you? Are they scared of me? Are they scared of some popular uprising? Are they scared of politicians? Are they scared of the Covidians and the fascists and the Fauchists? Democrats, the alt-left, the BLM, the Antifa, the Occupy. No, they're not scared of them. Who are they scared of? They're afraid of their own bishops. They're afraid of the Episcopate. They're afraid of the men who are supposed to be their fathers, their spiritual directors, their inspiration and their leadership. That's who they're afraid of. They're not afraid of some popular uprising. That's not what prevents priests from speaking the truth. They're not afraid of being called out on some liberal YouTube channel. They're not afraid of the National Catholic Distorter or the CNA, Communist News Agency. They're not afraid of these things. They're not afraid of Black Lives Matter. They're not afraid of being martyred. What they're afraid of are their own bishops piling onto them. What a sad statement that is. What a sad state of affairs in which the men who wear cassocks as a visible symbol of their death to the world, as their, of, their, of their future martyrdom, that the men who dispense the graces of Almighty God in the sacraments to God's people are more afraid of their own bishops than they are the enemies of the church. Take a moment and cogitate about that. It's a good word. I like that word, cogitate. Use your cogitative powers. If you are more afraid of your own bishop than you are the enemies, the sworn enemies of the church, the committed enemies, the violent enemies... You're more afraid of your own priests, your fellow priests in the Episcopate, 
What a sad, sad day that is. But that's how it is, according to Father Altman. The reason, according to Father Altman, that he says in this video that you can find on complicit clergy, the reason why priests don't speak up is because, like lightning, he says, like lightning, these men who are supposed to be the apostles, the successors of the apostles, these are the men that they're afraid of. Not the Freemasons. Not Antifa. Not Nancy Pelosi. Not even Governor Moonbat in California, Gavin Newsom. Or the Fuhrer of L.A., as I'm calling him now, the Fuhrer, Eric Garcetti. Eric Garcetti, by the way, today canceled Halloween. There is no Halloween in Los Angeles, so there is silver lining for COVID-1984. No Halloween, nothing demonic happening on October 31st. That's good. Okay, final, final note that uh, Father Altman says in this video, and then I'll get, I, I will read you verbatim the response from his bishop. Okay, so his, fa- his final note uh, that I wrote down anyway, he says other things. I, I'm, I'm not comprehensive. You really need to watch this eight-minute thing. I've already talked more than eight minutes, I think, about a video that's only eight minutes, so you're better off just watching the video and skipping out on me, like I said. Complicit clergy, subscribe to their YouTube channel. I don't know who it is. If I did know who it was, I would give them an attaboy uh, and maybe try to interview them. But uh, so far, I don't know who it is. If you do know who it is, leave a comment. Okay, shame on the hierarchy is what he says. Shame on the hierarchy. Shame on the hierarchy for having lost the faith of the people. You have broken faith with the people. You have. You didn't handle the scandals well. You do not have the moral courage to stand up to the tormentors of the church, the sworn enemies, the Democrats, the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter movement, the Occupy movement, the alt-left. You don't have what it takes to teach the truth. You, hierarchy, have compromised the faith. You do not faithfully transmit that which you have received. And for that, shame on you. Now, he, does he call out his own bishop? I don't think so. He doesn't call him out by name. I don't know what his relationship is with his bishop. I can infer it. I can infer what his relationship is with his bishop because I'm about to read you a letter from his bishop to the people about Altman. Not even signed. His Excellency doesn't even bother to put his name on the letter. But we'll get to that. So that's the major points. Uh, again, Why does James Martin get to speak at the DNC? Why does Robert Barron get to say that there is no hell? Why do Catholics vote for godless, blaspheming Barack Hussein Obama? Well, it's because the Catholic faith is not faithfully transmitted. And why is it not faithfully transmitted? It's because the hierarchy has declined to do so. And why do not more priests speak out like Father Altman? Because like lightning bolts, the the bishops will come down on them. The bishops are the people that they're afraid of. So that's what he says in the video. It's really powerful. It's set to uh, it's set to some really uh, nice classical music. I think it's Beethoven, uh, and it is it's it's quite moving. It's well done. My hats off again. I'm going to say it one more time to Complicit Clergy. That's the name of the YouTube channel that carries this video that I'm just looping right next to me, so you can see the production value. The audio is great. 
The message that Father Altman is is great. It's perhaps the most, it is the most bold political video from a priest that you are going to see in 2020. And I can't believe it's still online. The only reason it's still online is because it's run by a layman, is my guess, like me, who doesn't answer to a bishop on these matters. So the only way that we can have truth in 2020 America, when the bishops shut down the church because of a scandemic, is because of little guys like me that just want to transmit the truth, that which we have received. All right, let's go to the letter. Let's turn on the letter here. I'm going to read you this letter verbatim from top to bottom. Uh, so you've got the it, it's a uh, uh, you've got the logo of the Diocese of La Crosse. Really powerful Catholic imagery of this logo. It says, Office for Communications and Public Relations. September 9th, 2020, contact Jack Felsheim, Director of Communications and Public Relations. Area code 608-791-2657. J. Felsheim at diolc.org. Statement regarding Father James Altman. Here we go. Statement regarding Father James Altman. Again, reminder, leave your comments or questions. I'm going to get to them at the end of this. Quote, Father James Altman has become a social media phenomenon and is now a mainstream media story. The amount of calls and emails we are receiving at the diocesan offices show how divisive he is. I am being pressured by both sides for a comment. One side holds him up as a hero or a prophet. The other side condemns him and vilifies him and demands I silence him. As I review Father Altman's latest video statement of 30 August 2020, I understand the undeniable truth that motivates his message. That's nice. When, he approach, when we approach issues that are contradictory to the faith and teachings of Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church, particularly on abortion and other life issues, we should invite dialogue and heartfelt conversion to the truth. Our approach must never seek to divide, isolate, or condemn. Uh-oh. Not looking good for Father Altman. That being said, it is not only the underlying truth that needs to be evaluated, but also the manner of delivery and the tone of the message. Unfortunately, the tone Father Altman offers comes off as angry and judgmental. Not good. Lacking any charity and in a way that causes scandal both in the church and in society. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there, Bishop, because you obviously don't know your definitions. Let me help you out, Bishop. Uh, by the way, uh, this guy's name is Bishop William Callahan. Callahan, uh, a good, strong Irish name. Unfortunately, a petulant, weak uh, little man who doesn't understand the definition of charity. He says that Father Altman lacks charity. What is charity, ladies and gentlemen? I think I'm pretty sure that to a man, the Restoring the Faith audience can define the word charity. I am convinced that every single person watching now on this live stream, which is over 100 right now, or who will review this video after the fact, can define charity as 
willing the good of the beloved. This is not something, you don't have to take notes for this. You don't need flashcards. This should come off the top of the head. What is charity? It is willing the good of the beloved. And how do you will somebody's good? What is their ultimate good? Their ultimate good is to turn to God. God is the ultimate good. God's the ultimate good. So what does it mean to have charity? It means to try to turn someone's heart to God. It means to will their good. It means to love them too much to allow them to persist in error. It means to love them too much to allow them to drop like snowflakes, Our Lady says at Our Lady of Fatima, like snowflakes into hell. That's what charity means. That's charity. Charity does not mean politeness. Charity is not a tone of voice. Good grief, Bishop Callahan doesn't even know what charity is, but says that Altman doesn't have charity. I contend that Father Altman may be the only person in that diocese to have charity. Continuing with the quote. Quote, his generalization and condemnation of entire groups of people is completely inappropriate and not in keeping with our values or the life of virtue. Who's, who's our when you say our values? Do you mean our as in the bishops of the United States? Because that's pretty clear. The bishops of the United States are in the tank for Joe baby-killing Biden and Kamala named after a demon, Harris. I mean, that's pretty clear. Is that who the R is? The royal R? The, 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 the first person plural? It's not in keeping with our values or the life of virtue. Oh, the life of virtue. The life of virtue. Open borders. No national sovereignty. Socialism. Butchering of babies. Disordered marriage. Pornification of the culture. Are those your values, Bishop Callahan? Because those are the values of the Democrat Party. Clear as day. Might as well be their party platform. Those are the values of the Democrat Party. And you say that those are not keeping with your values? Are those your values? Or the life of virtue? Tell me more about this life of virtue in, in dismantling the preborn bodies of the innocent. Tell me more about this life of virtue in living in disordered marriages, in destroying families, in depriving children of their natural God-given rights to a mother and a father. What values do you speak of, Bishop Callahan? What values, I'm asking you, what values are you speaking of that the Democrat Party holds that you share? All right, sorry. It's a short letter, guys. <laughs> Continuing. I am applying gospel principles to the correction of Father Altman. Quote, if your brother does something wrong to you, go to him. Talk alone to him and tell him what he has done. If he listens to you, you have kept your brother as a friend. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two others with you to talk to him. Matthew Chapter 18, verses 15 to 16. I have begun this process not in the bright light of the public arena, but as the gospel dictates in private. Canon law indicates that before penalties are imposed, we need to ensure that fraternal correction 
rebuke, or other means of pastoral solicitude will not be sufficient to repair the scandal. Canon 1341 in the 1983 Code of Canon Law. Okay. So what Bishop Callahan is saying right now is he is alerting the public. He's alerting you, ladies and gentlemen, friends of Restoring the Faith. He is alerting you in a public letter that he has tried. He is, he is at his wit's end. He has done everything that he can do. He has rebuked Father Altman in private to no avail. This, this priest who wears a cassock and speaks the truth and says that Democrats are going to hell, this priest is a stubborn one. He even gathered a few. He probably gathered some other bureaucrats from the chancery, some members of the deep church. He probably gathered two or three members of the deep church in the deep chancery, and they sat him down and they said, Father, you've got to recant this. Why did you do this? You've got to tell complicit clergy to pull this video down that Mike is continually looping because it's just awesome, and he can Although I am going to move it down now that I mention it. I am going to move it down. So I so so he's done the I don't I don't want to cover up my magnificent logo here, restoring the faith. Come on, guys. I need you to subscribe to the channel, by the way. So I've done the gospel thing. I've gone to you in private. I've tried to correct you. I now go to you in public. And I continue to try to correct you. And there is definitely, there is definitely an implicit threat here. An implicit threat that if you don't shape up, you will ship out. Let me continue reading this so that you see what I'm talking about here. Quote, most people expect a decisive move from me. Bishop Callahan, nobody expects a decisive decision from you or any of your peers. We have all been conditioned not to expect a decisive decision from any of your kind. We've all been expected. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the letter. I get it. You guys are commenting. I had to hit refresh on the page because I didn't see any comments for a long time. It turned out my page was just frozen. Hopefully this thing is still live streaming because I had to hit refresh and then I saw a bunch of comments, which I will get to. Many suggest immediate penalties that will utterly silence him. Others, like Mike from Restoring the Faith, call for complete and unwavering support of his views. Canonical penalties are not far away if my attempts at fraternal correction do not work. Canonical penalties are not far away if my attempts at fraternal correction do not work. Hello? That's not even a veiled threat. That's an actual threat. That's an overt threat. If you don't shut up, Father Altman, I'm going to shut you up. That's in black and white for the world to see. I pray that Father Altman's heart and eyes might be opened to the error of his ways and that he might take steps to correct his behavior and heal the wounds 
He has inflicted on the body of Christ. He has inflicted wounds on the body of Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Father Altman, by saying that you cannot support abortion, has inflicted wounds on the body of Christ. Father Altman has inflicted wounds on the body of Christ. By saying you can't vote for a Democrat, by saying that Barack Hussein Obama blasphemed when he stood in front of Planned Parenthood and said, God bless Planned Parenthood. That's a blasphemy. That's a blasphemy. Do you know what King St. Louis IX would do to Barack Hussein Obama? Well, let's just say that Barack Hussein Obama would not be able to utter such a blasphemy ever again. That's what King St. Louis IX, whose feast day was just a couple weeks ago, would do to a blasphemer like Barack Hussein Obama. Okay. Oh, look, there's Jimmy Martin. I don't actually see the video of myself, guys, only when I click over. So I don't really, I don't actually see what's going on. But I, th- I hope you think it's pretty cool that we're just looping this, uh, this video from cl- Complicit Clergy. One more paragraph, then I will wrap up my comments and I will go to your comments and questions, which thankfully there are a lot. I thought, I was, I was afraid there weren't any. I was like, oh man, I thought this was a really good, juicy video. Quote, Pray for me. Oh, I will, Bishop Callahan. I will pray for you. We owe you prayers. You obviously need a lot of prayers. Quote, as I address this issue and pray for Father Altman, yes, he needs prayers too, but for a different reason, that he might hear and respond to my fraternal correction. Finally, please pray for the church that we might seek the truth in charity and apply it in our daily actions. I will pray that we seek the truth in charity Because as I've already told you, Bishop Callahan, that you must have forgotten from whatever modernist seminary you went to, charity does not mean politeness. Charity does not mean being nice or amiable or personable or polite. Charity means willing the good. Willing the good. Charity towards America means destroying the Democrats. Because that's willing the good of America. Charity towards the bishops means an unrelentless assault on them until they wake up and accept the Catholic faith. That's my charity. I will the good of the bishops every day because if I didn't will the good of the bishops, as so many fathers and doctors of the church have said and saints, the road to hell is paved with their skulls. The road to hell is paved with the skulls of bishops. Listen, I couldn't be a bishop. I don't think. Maybe I could. I don't think that I could be a bishop. It's a huge responsibility. You have to be right, and you are responsible for all the souls in your care. Let me just say, with a letter like this, with a letter like this that tells Father Altman Shut up, sit down, you will be off the bus if you don't sit down and behave, little man. Because charity means voting for Joe Biden. With a letter that says that, I would be very concerned. I would be very concerned about the bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, William Patrick Callahan. What a strong Catholic, beautiful name. You know, uh, you know that I'm half Irish. 
you know that when I see a Callahan or an O'Brien or a Gallagher, I you know it just sends a thrill up my leg, just like, um, just like what's his name at MSNBC, uh, Hardball with Chris Matthews when when he first heard Barack Hussein Obama speak, he said, "Oh, it sends a thrill up my net, my leg." Well, you know what sends a thrill up my leg? The Roman Catholic Church and really strong Irish names, like William Patrick Callahan, Patrick Callahan. Unfortunately, William Patrick Callahan, uh, who was once in Milwaukee, now over in La Crosse, probably there to retire and rot. Uh, you are not upholding the Catholic faith, and uh, that's not good for you. That's really not good for your future, as all the saints have said. Okay, my comments have ended. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to turn off Father Altman. I love you, Father Altman, but i got to turn you off because it's really distracting. Because now I'm going to look at these comments and questions. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Hey, could you please? Could you? I look Druish. Thanks, Steve. I can't believe you're watching, man. How do you have time to watch? You watch every single thing on YouTube. Steve Cunningham, it says it's Fidelium. Honored to have you watching. You should just Skype me, man. I'll bring you in right now. Okay, uh, top, uh, top comment. Cats have bigger channels than you, but not better. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. That You know what? How sad is that? Cats do have a bigger channel than Restoring the Faith. Could you please subscribe, share the channel with your friends, like this video, do all those things. You know, we just hit a huge milestone. We have 25 total thousand followers, 25,000 followers across all social media, 16,000 on Facebook, 6,000 almost on YouTube, and then a, a couple thousand on um, Twitter and, and, and Instagram. I can't believe Instagram grows. I don't even go on there. I just throw a meme on there every like four days. This is the sad state of our culture, though. People are so desperate for something good, I guess. I don't know. Ray Tech, I wonder if the good bishop or any bishop, for that matter, will provide fraternal correction to Father James Martin SJ privately or publicly. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. That's probably the comment of the day. If I had the ability to pin that, can I pin this comment? I sure can, and I just did. Ray, I just pinned your comment to the top. I wonder if Bishop Callahan is going to provide fraternal correction to SJ Jimmy Martin doubt it <clears throat> I doubt it uh, salvage project says there's not a good chance of that happening yeah I agree with you trail Reeves you're one of the patrons I have to read your comment thank you so much for being a patron until James Martin is excommunicated don't expect anyone to take the church's moral teaching seriously well, ain't that a sad truth? James Martin gets to speak at the Democratic National Convention. A speaking role at the DNC. James Martin. Where's his fraternal correction? Looking at you, Bishop Callahan. Where's his fraternal correction? Well, we're not going to see it anytime soon. Slim Jim. That is hilarious. Ty Anthony calls him Slim Jim. Slim Jim is a great example that sexual impropriety goes hand in hand with moral slash theological corruption. Hey, that's true, ladies and gentlemen. Quick story on St. Thomas Aquinas. His books are behind me. They're behind my body, so you can't see them, but the Summa in Latin and English is sitting behind me. It's the big blue leather-bound books that if you see them, if I sit in the other chair, you can see it. 
part of the reason why he believes that his mind was so clear was because he was absolutely free from temptations of the sixth and ninth commandment. Uh, members of his family who didn't want him to become a priest and a celibate, who wanted grandchildren, even went so far as hiring a prostitute and shoving her into his room, hoping that something despicable would happen. He chased her out, I think, with like a flaming log or a flaming torch of some kind. When you are free from error in the sixth and ninth commandment, your mind is more free to be crystal clear and to be a clarion of truth, justice, goodness, beauty, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance. I did a whole deliberate podcast, not one of these live streams, but one of the like pre-recorded ones where if I say something stupid, I can go ahead and edit it out. On the four cardinal virtues, it's in the Living the Faith podcast playlist. And what I've talked about, and I, I, I think that came out a month or two ago, the four cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance, that if you cannot subdue the lower passions which is temperance and fortitude, then you can never achieve prudence and justice. So your lower appetites have to be subdued by temperance and fortitude. And in fact, your lower appetites are split into two different groups. You have your concupiscible appetites and your irascible appetites. Your concupiscible appetites are those things that are immediately in front of you, those things of the sixth and ninth commandment, like reproduction, uh, food, uh, comfort, uh, all the immediate goods that are right in front of you, those appeal to your concupiscible appetites. Only temperance can subdue those things. And temperance uh, can be grown uh, primarily through uh, prayer and fasting. Then you have your irascible appetites, and this is my weakness. Your irascible appetites are for those remote goods, so they're not immediately in front of you. You have no proximity to them. They're more um, theoretical goods like getting ahead and building a YouTube channel and getting a raise at work and releasing an awesome film and do, you know, doing all these things, getting ahead in life and making a lot of money and power and all these things. Um, that, that tends to be my personal weakness. The irascible appetites can be subdued by the uh, by the uh, cardinal virtue of fortitude. Fortitude is especially needed by men these days. We need to cultivate fortitude as men because if you have no fortitude, you cannot have the sub-virtues of fortitude like courage, long-suffering, longanimity, patience. How many guys do you know that just spout off have no patience, have no control over their anger, have anger issues. Uh, that's effeminate is what that is. That's effeminate. And you don't cultivate fortitude by playing video games. That just feeds your effeminacy. That just gives you this remote good, this pleasure. It li you live in pleasure. No, to cultivate fortitude, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to do fasting and penance and almsgiving. Um, so Ty Anthony, Slim Jim is a great example that sexual impropriety goes hand in hand with moral slash theological corruption. That's absolutely true. You cannot achieve the higher virtues of prudence and justice, prudence, which governs your intellect, 
justice, which governs your will, your intellect and your will combined are your cogitative powers. That is your soul. That's what the angels have, cogitative powers, intellect and will. They're pure intellect and will. They're not tempted by their lower appetites because there are no lower appetites because they're not, they have no matter. They're not created matter like we have. They're not, they're not tempted by pizza because they don't eat. They don't smell it. They don't see it. They don't taste it. So our physical reality, our senses have to be subdued first. And what Ty Anthony is saying is so true. Guys like Slim Jim, SJ, Jimmy Martin. He has not subdued his lower appetites clearly. And therefore, he cannot achieve justice or prudence. Okay, Atlas says, uh, his bishop lies about not publicly rebuking Father Altman. His attacks are public as they could be. Well, this attack is very public, Atlas. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I don't know Father Altman. I'm not in communication with him. We're not friends. He's never reached out to me. I've never tweeted him. I, I don't know how to get in touch with him. So I have no way of knowing if uh, Father Altman was indeed uh, brought into the chancery and given the, uh, given the what what you know, by Bishop Callahan. I suspect he probably was because that's how these Gestapo bishops work. And let me just tell you a quick story that I was told by a religious, I won't tell you who his name is, about how these guys operate. Let me just paint the picture for you because us here, us lay people who are consuming this and watching this and saying, hey, we're lay people. You know, we got a lot of freedom. I have the freedom to do this YouTube channel. They can't shut me down. Um, That's a great thing. If I had a cassock... If I had a collar, they could absolutely shut me down, and I would and I would be compelled to obey under pain of mortal sin. So let me just tell you a quick story about how this goes down. So here's how this goes down. Um, Father, you have a phone call from the Chancery. Oh, okay, let me take it. Uh, this is Father Altman talking. Oh, yes, Father Altman. Uh, this is the secretary to Bishop Callahan. His Excellency would like to see you on Thursday at 2 o'clock in the Chancery. Can you make that? Uh, yes, yes, in fact, um, I can make that. I'll be there at 2 o'clock on Thursday in the Chancery to see His Excellency Bishop Callahan. Okay, great, Father. Thank you so much. Click. Cut to Thursday, 1.50 p.m., because Father Altman is a good priest. He shows up 10 minutes early. He's going to be on time, and if he's not 10 minutes early, he's late. Because that's the kind of guy Father Altman is. I already know it. I don't know him, but I know that that's probably true. One fifty p.m. I, yes, I'm here to see Bishop Callahan. Oh, well, uh, maybe there was a mix-up. Uh, Bishop Callahan is not here right now. Maybe he's on vacation. Uh, Bishop Callahan. You know what? Bishop Callahan is actually off at the uh, Divine Mercy Summit uh, promoting um, uh, pr- promoting uh, F- Faustina, saving the church through uh, one one seven minute prayer at a time. Uh, so you, you know who you're actually going to meet with? You're going to meet with the Chancery's attorney. He's he's in the conference room. You can go on in, Father. Oh. Um, okay. I thought his excellency wanted me to see. That's okay. So father Altman dutifully walks into the chancery, sits down. There's an attorney. The attorney slides a non-disclosure agreement across the table, an NDA legally binding agreement. It's already pre-signed. No room for negotiating it. No, you're not going to change any of the terms. 
the NDA is pre-signed by His Excellency, who's not available, not there. And this uh, pencil neck uh, civilian attorney is there to say, oh, Father, um, I'm, I'm handing you this non-disclosure agreement. Um, what His Excellency would like you to do is go ahead and sign it. And if you sign it, then you can walk out of here with your pension. Um, by the way, this NDA compels you to uh, a lifetime of silence. And if you break the silence, then we can take legal action against you. You'll lose your pension. And we may even take ecclesial, uh, uh, ecclesial action against you, uh, canon law. Um, but uh, what this thing does is it protects you and it protects us. So you're going to be quiet. You're going to shut up. You're going to say no more. This meeting never happened. And you're going to go on with your priestly duties. And we're transferring you, by the way, to the most remote outpost available in the diocese. Um, now, if you don't sign this NDA, then you get nothing. You won't have a pension. And we're going to come after you. So here you go. You have five minutes to decide what you're going to do. That's how the Gestapo works. That's how the deep state works. If you ever wanted an insider's view in how the deep state works, how the deep church works, that's how they operate. Bait and switch, come to a meeting, bishop's not there, attorney's there, you don't have an attorney representing you on your side of the table, it's just the diocese. And you wonder why, of the seven points that I wrote down that Father Altman made in his video, why the one that I put stars and asterisks next to was that the reason why good priests don't speak up is because... They are afraid of their bishops. Well, with friends like that, with friends like that, who needs enemies? I'm not saying that's what happened to Father Altman, but I am saying, Atlas, that there probably was a private meeting and that it probably didn't go according to either how Callahan would say it went or how Father Altman expected it to go. Okay, uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Transfer Father Altman to the Diocese of Green Bay Trail. <laughs> you would be so lucky if that happened. Man, I would love to have him here in my diocese. This will not be the end. Uh, this will not end well for Father Altman. I agree, Atlas. This will not end well. This is, I guess this is the part where I have to give you my prediction for, for the future of Father Altman. The fact of the matter is, is that he is the kind of priest who is a leader, he has integrity, he has a constitution, he has a spine. He knew exactly what he was doing when he committed to making that video that is on the Complicit Clergy YouTube channel. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that it would potentially be the end for him, and he's playing that card out right now. So he needs our prayers, but yeah, I agree. This probably will not end well for Father Altman. Okay, EB says, Father Altman is a true hammer of the heretics. He is willing to put himself out there. He's brave. He is brave. He is brave. Now, let's consider this. I, I was never a seminarian, okay? I knew what my vocation was. I knew I had to be a dad, a husband. Um, from the beginning, I got engaged before my 21st birthday. We, we start young in Texas, y'all. Um, so... I, I, I was never in the seminary, but consider the thought of going to seminary for like six years, seven years, 
eight years. And this is after college. So you have to get your college degree. You go to seminary. You go to all this training. You are vetted. You are tested. And then you are finally ordained. You go through all these hoops. You see men falling away. This is where I sort of think about it like military training because when I went to officer candidate school the summer that I went in summer 2006, more than 50% of the people who wanted to become officers in the Marine Corps were denied that option. They washed out or they were kicked out or they didn't make it or they quit or they got injured or whatever the case was. So over the course of six years, you see a bunch of people wash out. Unfortunately, not all the homo get washed out. In fact, some of them get promoted. But people wash out for various reasons. You don't understand Thomistic theology, you wash out. Can't learn Latin, you wash out. Can't keep up with your studies, can't balance your day, can't adjust to the life, can't give up your girlfriend. Whatever it is, you wash out or you're kicked out. So Father Altman goes through all these things for years, the training to become a priest. Imagine this. And now he knows that all that can be undone by this guy, James Callahan, who doesn't even know the definition of charity. This guy, Callahan, who is too afraid to stand for life, for freedom, for security, for sovereignty, for the truths of the Catholic Church. All that can be washed away by this man, Bishop Callahan, in an instant. Yeah, you to say that Father Altman is brave, that he's putting himself out there, that's an understatement, E.B. That's an understatement. So he definitely needs our prayers. All right, I'm going to get through these comments more quickly because we've been going for quite a while. And, um, well, we just can't go on and on with the comments, you know? I love the comments. But i got to give other people a turn. Okay, Crystal. Crystal, how are you? We need to call the bishop in support of Father Altman. Yeah, I think you probably do. I think this is the situation where you do. Remember, in the Father Nolan situation, I told you... I don't think you need to call Bishop Aquila. I think it's going to blow over. I think uh, Archbishop Aquila is going to have his back. I think that the real uh, nefarious party here is the Catholic media that went after him, CNA. Um, And I told you, just pray for Father Nolan. Well, this is a different situation. This is a situation in which the bishop is for sure going after Father Altman. He's putting him on notice. He gave him a public letter saying, if you don't sit down and shut up, then you're done. So, yeah, Crystal, I agree. We need to call the bishop. At this point, we need to mobilize ourselves and we need to take action. So that's a very good point. Okay, what are we looking at? Paulette. Who is his bishop? We need to send emails. Yeah, you do. I'll put it. I'll put the contact info in the in the show notes here. They actually give an email address and a phone number that you can call. It's it's just to the little puny communications guy uh, that works in the deep church. But hey, you know what? Keep his phone ringing off the hook if you want to. I'm going to. I'm going to call him tomorrow. 
Okay, scrolling down. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a big scroll. Derek, Derek Andrew, how are you, sir? I haven't seen you in a while. His bishop knows who he is up against. Father Altman, a former lawyer who is not afraid, who is speaking the truth. I did not know Father Altman was a lawyer. I told you I didn't. I don't know the guy. I have no contact with him. He's never reached out to me. I've never reached out to him. I have no way of communicating with him. I'm a long-distance fanboy admirer, okay? I told you that up front. I had no idea he was a lawyer. If Derek Andrew says he is, he is. Thank you for pointing that out, Derek. Good call. Mark Becker. The church will financially collapse soon. COVID has decimated the parishes. Yeah, that's probably true. Father Altman's parish, on the other hand, probably is doing quite well. I would venture to guess that Father Altman's parish is making their Peter's pence. Father Altman's parish is meeting their metrics. The other parishes that have succumbed to the alt-left, that have capitulated under the heavy weight of COVID-1984, the scamdemic, are still live-streaming masses. Those parishes probably aren't doing so well. And I guess they don't deserve to be doing well. Okay, I don't want to do too many repeats, so I'm going to keep scrolling for some new names. Lou G. Lou, you are all over it. You are you are uh, one of my top fans. Thank you so much for your loyal patronage. I mean, did the bishop even watch the video? Um... I think he did. I think he did. That's the sad thing. I think that uh, Bishop Callahan did watch the video, and unfortunately, he was rubbed pretty raw by it. I think he was rubbed really raw by the video, Lou, because Bishop Callahan is a Democrat, and Father Altman said Democrats are going to hell. Um. And how do I know that Bishop Callahan is a Democrat? Because the entire USCCB is in the tank for Joe Biden. With the exception, I forgot to say this earlier during my comments. All right, forgive me. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Bishop Strickland, Tyler, Texas, East Texas. I've been to Tyler. It's a beautiful place. It's hilly. You know, people think of Texas and they think it's flat and hot. Well, that's true. In Dallas-Fort Worth, it's true. In Houston, gosh, it's hot in Houston. It's true in West Texas for sure. It's even dry. It's like deserty. It's arid. But you know what? In Central Texas, I used to live in Austin. The hill country, it's beautiful. It's called the hill country because it's got hills and trees and green things. It's quite nice. But you know what's even nicer is East Texas. That's where Bishop Strickland lives. Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Longview, that whole area. Very, very beautiful. In my, day, in my day job, a couple jobs ago, I, I used to be an investment banker, mergers and acquisitions. I actually helped a bank headquartered in Tyler buy another bank that was headquartered in Fort Worth, Texas. And I, for the closing of that, I got to fly in a private jet. It was so cool, guys. It was so awesome. It wasn't for me. The, the, the private jet was not for me, okay? I'm just telling you, I was one time in my life in a private jet, and it was so cool because I just drove my car onto the tarmac. There was no TSA. There was no uh, screening your genitalia uh, to get on to the, to the uh, which James Martin Slim Jim would love. In fact, I'm surprised he's not a TSA agent. Maybe that was his backup choice for careers. Um, but I got on, I just walked onto the plane and the pilot 
The pilot of the plane walked with a cooler to the back and was like, hey, guys, you want a Shinerbach beer? And I'm like, that's my favorite beer. That's what we had on tap at our wedding. Telling you a little bit more than I normally do about myself, but uh, I've been to Tyler. I love Bishop Strickland. He's now, is he perfect? No, no, of course not. None of us are perfect. Who's perfect? I'm not perfect. Restoring the face is not perfect. I screw up all the time. I misspeak. I have, I have uh, echoes in my live streams. Um, I also am a, uh, a sinner who deserves hell. Okay, so period, end of story. So Bishop Strickland, unfortunately, he shut down for COVID-1984, and he kind of bought into the scamdemic or whatever. But what he did do that was good is he's the only bishop in the country. He's the only one. He's the only one. Guys, when I say he's the only one, he's the only one. Literally the only one. Out of how many? 200? 250? He's the only one to come out and support Father Altman. When this video came out, he said, I support that video. I support Father Altman. So uh, clearly he watched the video. So uh, so Lou G, sorry to wrap it up to your comment. Uh, I'm pretty sure Callahan watched it. I'm pretty sure Strickland watched it. Two different reactions from two different men. Okay, Max, restoring the faith, since you are my hero, I will make you one of my noblemen when I install an integralist North American monarchy. Thank you, Max. I like the I like the uh, the title of Baron. I think Baron suits me because I don't want to be a duke or an archduke or a prince or anything. That's a little too much, but like Baron, you know, you're doing okay. You can get into a restaurant that's crowded. Hey, oh, the Baron is here. Baron Mike is here. Uh, we'll clear out a table for him. So thank you, Max. I want to contact this bishop. Chris, you can and you will. I'll put it in the show notes. Sam, Father Altman equals a soldier of Christ. Yes, he is. Absolutely no disagreement. Um, let's see. EB, bishop should be thankful Father Altman is speaking the truth. He's using the rules for radicals in accord and accusing others of what you are doing. Yeah, you're right. Bishop uh, Bishop should be thankful for Father Altman. Instead, he's acrimonious towards Father Altman. He's ungrateful. He's manifestly uh, spiteful of Father Altman. Uh, that's a big problem. Amanda, uh, Amanda, I did look Mother Angelica's video 1993 when she made her statement and put U.S. bishops in line in reference with female playing... Jesus in world youth. I don't know what that's referring to, Amanda, but I appreciate your comment. Um, let's see. Holy Redeemer, thanks for doing this video. You're welcome. I got to tell you, you should thank my wife because I worked all night long. I missed family rosary tonight, guys. I missed it because I was working. I said my rosary by myself. They said their rosary upstairs. I work in the basement. And then... I saw somebody tweet me this story, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this story because no one else is going to do this story, and I have to do it, and I have to do it live. So I went from day job to rosary to setting this up. I haven't even walked upstairs. Um, so th you're welcome for doing this video, but please thank my wife. Pray for my wife. She has a heavy burden sometimes. This diocese is liberal um, from... From Euclair to Lacrosse, Michael V. Okay, it sounds like you are an insider and you know it's liberal. Um, color me shocked. Color me shocked. 
Um, Lorelai says canonical penalties like what? Well, he could he could suppress him. He could suspend him. He could suspend him in his diocese, and because Father Altman is a diocesan priest, he would therefore be suspended in his home diocese. And if he's suspended, which means they cannot offer the sacraments in that diocese, um, then he could only offer the sacraments in outside of his home parish and outside of his diocese. And then, according to canon law, only with the permission of the ordinary in which he is operating. So let's say he were to travel to Denver or to Washington, D.C. or to Baltimore or wherever, he would have to go to those ordinaries and ask permission to offer the sacraments publicly. And do you think for a minute that Archbishop Gregory in Washington, D.C., who, by the way, he gets called out by Father Altman. I didn't write that down, but now this is jogging my memory. He calls him out big time. Do you think Archbishop Gregory in Washington, D.C., for, former Archbishop of Atlanta, Georgia, is going to grant faculties to Father Altman if he's been suspended by his own ordinary? I think not. So effectively, in the USCCB of 2020, where they're in the can for Joe Biden, if you are suspended by your local ordinary, that becomes a universal suspension across the United States of America. So you pretty much have to go overseas or to Tyler, Texas with Bishop Strickland if you want to offer the sacraments publicly. So that's one thing canonically, to answer your question, Lorelai, that, uh, that Callahan could do. Uh, Margaret says, Father Altman, come to the Society of St. Pius X. You can sue your bishop. <laughs> well... <laughs> The first, to the first point, maybe. Okay, go to the, go to the society. That's fine. That, that probably will happen to all the good priests in the end. Suing your bishop? I don't know about that. I don't know about the... I don't, I don't understand canonical uh, suing, so I'm, I'm in over my skis on that one. Uh, EMS, who has... By the way, uh, MS, MS, you're on a lot of my videos. Thank you so much. And you have the... Your image, your YouTube image, is the holy face of Jesus, so I know that we're friends. I know that we're friends. Blasphemous Barry and Biden can only fool the fools. Amen. That's true. I wish I could end the comment. I wish I could end the show on that comment, but we got a few more to go. That's a good one, though. Uh, Terry is following up on Mother Angelica. You must have seen that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Mother Angelica apparently let go a rant about a woman miming Jesus in the Stations of the Cross at the World Youth Day in 1993. It's epic. They tried to correct her. It's on YouTube. Okay, I'll, I'll go out and watch it. I'll go out and watch it. You've piqued my interest, Terry. Thank you for clarifying. Um, yes. Yes. Okay, a couple more comments, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you so much for watching. Please like the video, subscribe, consider becoming a patron. It's only through the patrons that I can continue to do these videos. Monica Mohan, everyone in Diocese of La, of La Crosse, tell them no more money. Hey, hit them where it hurts. Look, it's one thing to email them. It's one thing to call them. It's one thing to write them letters and all that. It's one thing even for a guy like me who's not even in that diocese to do a video about it, defending Father Altman and his honor, integrity, character, and all that. It's another thing, like Monica says, to go out and let them know, not only do I support Father Altman, but not another dime. Not another dime. Until this is resolved, 
and you support Father Altman. Not another dime. I'm cutting you off. That's how you hit them where it hurts, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it comes down to. Hit them where it hurts in the pocketbook. That's the only way to get the attention of the bishops. That's the only way to do it. And by the way, the only reason they were complicit with COVID-1984 and shut down the parishes, which seems to be against their interests. There are no collection plates in the digital world. If you're live streaming the mass, kneeling in front of your television, basking in front of the rays of your electronic device, you're not giving to the church. You're not giving to Peter's Pence. There's no second collection. So it seems to go against their interest to shut it down. But we've already figured out we're onto them. We already know. They knew they were getting a bailout. They knew that the federal government was going to step in, supplant you, the guy who gives $3 on Sunday, $5 on Sunday, just to try to pay for the air conditioning for sitting in the building. They're going to supplant you and give hundreds of thousands of dollars to each parish. 9,000 parishes got approved for the PPP. Billions of dollars. Billions. Billions of dollars given to the archdiocese and the diocese and the parishes in the United States by the federal government. They didn't need you. That's why they shut their doors. They played along. That's why they played along. That's why they shut the doors to the parishes. That's why they shut down. Salvage Project Semper Fi back at you, brother. That's why they shut down the parishes because they knew pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. Um, Okay, Lou, Mother's Rant is indeed epic. Okay, I'll watch it, guys. Jeez. I will. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I might do a video about it because you guys are so fired up. How did I not see this from 1993, Mother Angelica? Uh, JF, support RTF on Patreon. You'll get a sweet lapel pin. Okay. Thank you for saying that. But now I've got, now's the time for me to change the messaging on the lapel pins. Do you see this? That's the last one. This one. This is the last one. I don't know where to get them anymore. My supplier dried up. I can't get them. Or if I can get them, it's like not even worth it. It's like 20 bucks a pop. Can't do it. I can't give them to people for 20 bucks a pop. Sorry, that just doesn't make sense. But I've already come up with a solution. And I'm going to debut this solution in, an, I think, a separate video. But because you guys are hanging with me, hundreds of you still, I don't how far in, I think I'm an hour into this broadcast and you're still hanging in with me. So I'm going to tell you, the live watchers, exactly what you get. Ty, how'd you know about the patches, dude? Okay, Ty just said, I wanted to get one of the patches. I have patches now. I, have pa- I don't have them in the studio with me. They're upstairs. I'm not going to walk out of here while I'm live and go get it. I have this really cool patch. Look, the time for being snooty and smoking cigars and drinking scotch is coming to an end. November is coming. Life is uncertain. 2020 is crazy. Um... I don't know what the future holds, not only in the United States, but around the world. Look at, what ha- look at what's happening in Ireland. Got a lot of Irish fans on this channel. I love the Irish people. I'm half Irish. I want to go there. 
I know where my family's from. You know what my Irish last name is? I'll tell you my Irish last name, because that's not my actual last name, which I'll never tell you, but my Irish last name is Allen. So you can figure out where I'm from. Times are uncertain. Times are uncertain. The times for dressing up and having, you know, these heady conversations are coming to a close. And the time for action and for tactical action is upon us. So accordingly, and in conjunction with the fact that I couldn't find these pins anymore for your suits, I just received about 100 patches, which I'll be sending those to my patrons, and I may even put them up for sale. I'm not quite sure yet. You tell me. You want to buy a patch? It is the Cross of Santiago, because I told you I'm, I'm also half Spanish. It's the Cross of Santiago, St. James, the Crusader Cross. And so it's a black patch with a red cross of Santiago. And you can put it on your flak jacket, which is where I have one. You can put it on your tactical hat, which is where I have one. You can put it anywhere. If you've got like, a, you know, one of those tactical long sleeve fire retardant shirts. I said the word retardant, didn't I? I got away with it. Fire retardant shirts. It's got like a patch here and a patch here or whatever. You can, put, you can buy two patches. Ladies and gentlemen, you put one here, you put one here. But I've got the patches. Um, okay, tomorrow I'll take a picture of the patches. I'll put it on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter and all those places so you can see that these patches exist. Um, they cost me like four bucks each, okay? They cost me like $4. So if I sell them for $5 and I have to pay for a 50-cent stamp... That's a pretty slim margin. So maybe I should just give them to the patrons. Maybe that makes sense. Because who's going to pay more than five bucks for a patch, right? It's a patch. You wouldn't pay more than $5 for it. Um, would you pay six, $7 for it? I don't know. Look, I'm not trying to raise money here. I'm just trying, like, I want to get the patches out. I want people to have patches. I want the patches to have a special meaning and stuff. I want to start to see the patches and the lapel pins, which I'm still looking for a supplier. And if any of you out there want to help me find a supplier, that'd be great. Because again, this is a hobby. This is not my day job. Um, but if, if I can help, if you can help me find these, find these, I was getting them for like $2 a pin. So that made sense to give them out to my patrons at, at $30 a month, um, my $30 patrons. But if you want to become a patron and, uh, you know, and, and, and support, I will definitely send you a patch, maybe two. Um, okay, sorry. That was, why did I? Oh, JF says support RTF on Patreon. You'll get a sweet lapel pin. Yeah. I, you'll get a patch now. That's uh, breaking news, breaking tonight on this live stream. Margaret Mary Young, uh, uh, Margaret Mary, not Margaret. Sorry, I'm Irish too, SSPX. Okay, God bless you. Um, end with a prayer. Hey, good point, Mark. Should end with a prayer. I happen to have my Holy Face book with me. You guys know I've been talking a lot about the Holy Face. And the fact of the matter is, is that... The Holy Face is going to save us in these latter times when they want to take our masks and put them on our faces. The prayer, one of the main prayers of the Holy Face, show us thy face, O Lord, and we will be saved. The demonic inversion of that, the demonic inversion of the Holy Face prayer 
is mask thy face, O citizen, or we will be infected. How evil is that? Huh? How evil is that? This is the letter. I'm looking for one of the short prayers because that's a good... Mark Becker, man, you are my hero. You are absolutely my hero. I want to find one of the short prayers um, in this book here. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to end with a prayer. No more comments. Lots of comments. Oh, somebody just sent, somebody sent money. Thank you so much. Wow, Lorelai, God bless you. Um, thank you. Chris Lopez, my, loved it when you interviewed Michael Church. I know, Mike Church is a friend. He's really become a friend. He, you know, he was in the studio and I didn't do an in-person thing with him because he was, he was doing the whole um, Crusade live, uh, live stream, nine-hour live stream. That was a lot of work, guys. I'm so glad that's behind me. <sighs> okay, I'll end with a prayer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Prayer to entreat for the triumph of the church by means of the holy face taken from scriptures. Lord, we entreat not thy face. We entreated not thy face that we might turn from our iniquities and think on thy truth. And the Lord hath watched upon the evil and hath brought it upon us. The Lord our God is just in all his works, and he hath done for we have not hearkened to hear his voice. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the supplication of thy servant and his prayers and show thy face upon thy sanctuary, which is desolate for thy own sake. Incline, O my God, thy ear and, and hear. Open thy eyes and see our desolation and the city upon which thy name is called for it is not for our justifications that we present our prayers before thy face, but for the multitude of thy tender mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, be appeased, hearken and do. Delay not for thy own sake, O my God. Nomine Patris et Fili, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I want to show you guys, first of all, this is still... Car stickers, Dave, that's a good idea. This is for sale, still. I'll put a link to it. Father Carney has more of these. Uh, you can't get brown like I have, but you can get black still, black leather, and he's making more as we speak. Now, he was supposed to come in this week, and we were going to do either a live stream or a pre-recorded. wasn't sure. Um, we, we couldn't set that up. He's coming next week. God willing, so pray for that. We're going to talk about the holy face. I want to show you something, though. Can I show you something? Look, you're still watching, so I guess I can. Check this out. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I want to show you what's on the wall here. This is a new edition. Can you see this? Can you see this? I can't tell if you can see it. This is one of the newest additions to the studio here, guys. This is the holy face. It's... Two feet by three feet. This is from the 1887 St. Teresa of Lisieux version of the Holy Face of Jesus. How amazing is this? I have him hanging on the wall. He's off the camera frame. You can't see him right now. You can't see him. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can rejigger this studio so that I can have this beautiful stretch canvas of the Holy Face, two foot by three foot, uh, which just arrived last week, and I'm so excited about it. 
And I don't know where I'm going to put it. Right now it's hanging on this wall over here. It's hanging on this wall. It's off the frame. You can't see it. Um, i got to figure out a way for you to see it. But this is a very small room that I'm in. It looks big and grand and beautiful on YouTube, I know, um, because I have this bookcase behind me. I can't move this bookcase, by the way. A, it's really heavy, and B, I had to cut open this wall just to pivot it in, and I had to trim the sides of the bookcase to make it fit. This thing sells with the house, okay? This thing goes with the house. It's not going with me in my next stop. This thing is there um, for for a while, so I can't change the bookcase. I maybe could change the camera angle. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I only have so much time in the day to think about RTF, though. Why don't you send me an email um, or a suggestion if you have any? Look, I'm going to type my email address right here. Restoring the faith media at gmail.com. If you have suggestions for like a different camera angle or a different setup, I mean, you guys know I have, I have the, um, the, the altar. Oh my gosh. I mean, you've seen this. I have our lady. I have our Lord. I have John the Baptist over here. Um, I have the Ghent altarpiece in a huge image on this wall. You've seen that before, back when I used to have two kind of junky cameras before I got the one awesome camera. Um, and so I had, I had cameras in both corners, and so we would cut in between the cameras so you could see this wall and you could see this wall. On this wall, I used to have um, St. Thomas Aquinas, and I used to have St. Joseph on this wall. I used to have uh, Blessed Charlemagne on this wall. Um, but now what I have is the holy face on this wall. And that's all I have on this wall right now. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how to show all this cool stuff in my videos going forward. This is an art, ladies and gentlemen. It's not easy. All right. I already said the prayer. I already said, the, oh, Mark Becker, bigger house. I know, Mark, I got to work harder. I got to work harder at the day job, not at RTF to do the bigger house. If I work harder at the day job, I can't do RTF. It's like a catch-22. It's, it's a balance. Anyway, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. Um, could you do me a favor? If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, could you hit subscribe, hit the bell? Share this channel with your friends. The last video I did in defense of Father Nolan has already hit 10,000 views. That's incredible. You know Steve Cunningham at Census Fidelium? He called me and he was like, hey, I am super jealous that you just hit 10,000 views on one of your personal videos. I've never done that. Um, that only happened because you guys are sharing the videos, you're liking them, you're commenting on them. Um, I think this one is a really important one. Not what we're talking about right now with rearranging the, um, the, the studio, um, but certainly with defending Father Altman. Uh, say a prayer for Father Altman. Like I said, send him an email. Um, and and let's let's take this seriously. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm ending the stream. God bless you. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.